everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today we are looking at Ezekiel 28 to 31, and it is in that section of Ezekiel that is focused on other nations, so we're not going to talk much about Judah or Israel, uh, but really uh, we're getting a picture of like geographical, national, world events at this time because you get the picture that Babylon is just sweeping over and consuming literally everything. Like, no one <laughs> is escaping Babylon. That's what a lot of this chapter about. And a lot of this chapter, these chapters, is about Egypt. Um, I remember thinking when I was younger about Egypt in the Bible. Like, Egypt pops up a lot. Um, the Like, the people of Israel, they accidentally, purposely, now pretty much purposely, they sent their brother there. Uh, they sent <laughs> Joseph there. They sold him into slavery. He ends up there. Uh, it ends up preserving them. Like like the people of Israel are saved their lives. Yep. because they are living in Egypt, but then they're enslaved because they're living in Egypt. Um, eventually they are freed. And there are times when the people want to go back, but God says, you're not allowed to go back. There are times when the Israelites used Egypt as an ally in various different conflicts. Uh, there's times when the people of Judah used Egypt as an ally in various di different conflicts. And then into the New Testament, Jesus actually escapes into Egypt for a time. So Egypt is pretty present um, in the Bible. And these couple of chapters are very heavily focused on Egypt. I think before I even start talking about chapter 29, because that's where I really resonated, I think it's really interesting to point out how fickle people can be. There are things that are like so obvious, but back with when we're talking Joseph time, so obvious that God is at work and like Egypt is like, they're friends. Like yeah. they're almost like brothers working alongside each other, Israel and Egypt. Um, and not too many years later, it's like, well, we liked you. Now we don't. We don't remember you. Now you're slaves. God's going to let you go. And it's just like this full circle of just like chasing power. It's so interesting. And people are just so fickle about that kind of stuff. It's very interesting. Um, because now we read in chapter 29, which is where I resonated, thinking of being a child and hearing about Egypt growing up like over and over again. Like Egypt was always like the big scary place, like so powerful. And in this chapter, it is talking about how like, they are not going to be a problem for God's people in the way that they were ever, ever again. They will never be the strongest nation. They will never be over all of the nations ever again. And I think the people hearing this, they wouldn't have necessarily heard this and been impacted on a very like firsthand basis because they have heard these stories over and over again of how your ancestors were... Um, were brought up out of Egypt. I feel like I hear that all the time. And I think they would have heard those stories um, and resonated that way. But having that peace of knowing that that's never going to happen again, because God is laying it out in the prophecy of Ezekiel here in chapter 29 saying, I will make them so small, they will never again rule over the nations. I think that's got to be like, that's got to feel like a sigh of relief for them knowing that that's not going to ever happen again. Uh, but also that wow, like God's protecting us from the craziness that was Egypt at the time. And that's like the Bible says it, prophecy says it, they're never going to be able to do it again. I think the thing that stuck out to me as we're reading kind of this sweeping overview of all these nations is how 
power is so deceitful. Yeah, and how that's kind of what I was saying earlier. All of these places, when they think they're finally the most powerful nation that exists, mm-hmm. and they and they really are, God is always more powerful, and mm-hmm. those powerful nations always crumble and fall. And actually, if you really want to get really uncomfortable, mm-hmm. throughout all human history, powerful nations always, always, always crumble and mm-hmm. fall. I mean, you can you can look at more modern history where major ways that the world has been shaped fell apart. And at this point in time, we're living in like a more calm era, calm period. Uh, But every couple of hundred years, there's like a major shift and a major Mm -hmm. change. And the world is a little bit tumultuous. So you can see in this period of time where Ezekiel is prophesying, the world is very tumultuous because Babylon is just gobbling everybody up. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing as we're reading uh, chapter 31 is kind of this image, this allegory of a tree that reaches up and grows higher than the clouds. And that tree that grew above the clouds is supposed to be Assyria. And this is a prophecy for Egypt about how strong and how powerful Syria was. And basically the, the tree was cut down and destroyed. And God is saying like, hey, you thought the Assyrians were powerful. You think you're powerful. I destroy all of them. I'm the God of all nations. What I desire to happen will happen. And that's why Babylon is just sweeping in and destroying everything, taking over everything. And if you look at it on a map, like if you want extra credit for the podcast, um, if you look at just the the sweeping size of territory that Babylon is taking over, it's enormous. Uh, and it, it was a, a empire that was bigger than any empire at that time. It was huge. It was powerful. Uh, and that is why there's so much changing and shifting at this time. Well, it's really crazy, too, is like we we're talking about the shifting of power. Like Egypt had it. Then like Babylon. Well, actually, there was a time when Israel had it. Yeah. Babylon had it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Eventually, Babylon won't have it either. Yeah, Babylon's like, <laughs> going to fall very soon, actually. Babylon falls to the Medes and the Persians very yeah, soon. It's, that's just, it's so crazy. And I think that is really humbling that over all humanity, over all history, you can see time after time after time after time, the only one who doesn't change and always has all control and power is always God. And that is just like... Doesn't matter what the heck's going on around me, all this crazy stuff that is just like it makes you uncomfortable in our world today, in our country specifically, just stuff that is going on. Like, man, this is nuts. Like, there's stuff that's way beyond my control, but ultimately, God is beyond all of the control that seems to be overwhelming to me. So, that's just, I guess, that's comforting, if anything. I think another interesting correlation is that nations seem to become like prideful and powerful. And when they become prideful and powerful, actually they probably become powerful first and then prideful second. They unhitch from God's design for their nation, from God's design for their people. And they start to just do things that serve themselves. They become selfish. They become arrogant. They become um, just wicked, like taking advantage of poor people. Um, you, you saw earlier like the list of extortion and sacrifice and lying and wickedness. Mm-hmm. Like those things come with power and prosperity. And it's not long after that, the God's like, no, nah, I'm done with this. Well, actually we had read too. Um, I believe, was it in chapter 28? They, this is still prophecy against Tyre. Uh, but there is a whole section in 
verse, let's see, chapter 28, I guess, what is it, verse 2? Yeah, it starts out this little, like, this is what you should say to the Prince of Tyre. Uh, because your heart is proud and you have said, I am a god. I sit in the seats of the gods. Like, there's this weird shift that comes with prosperity that you're talking about when, like, you know, having all of these things that you suddenly, like, you put yourself in a new box. Even though you really aren't that, you put yourself in this new god box. You're no longer human. You are god. Um, and God pretty much lays it out for him. Um, in verses eight and nine, not too long later, later, it says, they shall thrust you down. This is God giving him over to someone else, someone who is going to overcome him. Uh, they will thrust you down into the pit and you shall die the death of the slain in the heart of the seas. Will you say to them, will you still say, I am a God as they're killing you? No, you won't because you're not a God. You are simply man. And it's a weird shift of what prosperity and success can do to you to make you feel so invincible. So uh, for the your part, like we believe, I would say, in stewardship. Um, mm. well, there are faithful Christian believers who are very wealthy and very rich. There are faithful Christian believers who are pretty poor and not rich. Uh, what we believe is that stewardship means you have whatever God has given you. Everything you have is because God allowed you to have it. Mm -hmm. And so we must wisely and faithfully use what God has given to us for God's glory so that we don't become prideful and we don't become arrogant and we don't start to believe that we're outside of God's rule and God's wrath. Mm -hmm. And so I just encourage you to find your faith in God. Do like a do like an inventory of your life. Do you believe that you have what you have because God allowed you to have it or because you brought it on yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you are starting to feel like you achieved it because you brought it on for yourself, you're in a dangerous place. Yeah. Uh, you might not be in like full-blown disaster mode. <laughs> you just might need a couple little adjustments. But my invitation to you today is to actually think through those things. And it's it's sort of a reach uh, to say that's application from Ezekiel 28 to 31. But that is what these nations did. They found pride in their possessions, in their power, uh, in their renown, and God laid them low because of it. So um, be humble. Know that God has blessed you with the things that you've been able to have and worship the Lord and not the things. Mm -hmm. So we'll be back again tomorrow. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Ezekiel chapter 28. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, say to the prince of Tyre, thus says the Lord God, because your heart is proud and you have said, I am a God. I sit in the sea of the gods, in the heart of the seas, yet you are a man and no god, though you make your heart like the heart of a god. You are indeed wiser than Daniel, no secret is hidden from you. By your wisdom and your understanding you have made wealth for yourself, you have gathered gold and silver in your treasuries. By your great wisdom in your trade you have increased your wealth, and your heart has become proud in your wealth. Therefore thus says the Lord God, because you make your heart like the heart of a god, Therefore, behold, I will bring foreigners upon you, the most ruthless of the nations, and they shall draw their sword against the beauty of your wisdom and defile your splendor. They shall thrust you down into the pit, and you shall die the death of the slain and in the heart of the seas. Will you still say, I am a god in the presence of those who kill you? 
though you are but a man and not God, in the hands of those who slay you? You shall die the death of the uncircumcised by the hand of foreigners, for I have spoken, declares the Lord. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, raise a lamentation over the king of of Tyre, and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, You were the signet of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, emerald, and carbuncle, and crafted in gold were your settings and your engravings. On the day that you were created, they were prepared. You were an anointed guardian cherub. I placed you. You were on the holy mountain of God. In the midst of the stones of fire, you walked. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till unrighteousness was found in you. In the abundance of your trade, you were filled with violence in your midst, and you sinned. So I cast you as a profane thing from the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O guardian cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Your heart was proud because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I exposed you before kings to feast their eyes on you. By the multitude of your iniquities and the unrighteousness of your trade, you profaned your sanctuaries. So I brought fire out from your midst. It consumed you, and it turned you to ashes on the earth. In the sight of all who saw you, all who know you among the peoples are appalled at you. You have come to a dreadful end and shall be no more forever. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, set your face toward Sidon and prophesy against her and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Sidon, and will manifest my glory in your mists. And they shall know that I am the Lord, when I execute judgments in her and manifest my holiness in her. For I will send pestilence into her and blood into her streets, and the slain shall fall in her midst by the sword that is against her on every side. Then they will know that I am the Lord. And for the house of Israel, there shall be no more briar to pick or a thorn to hurt them among their neighbors who have treated them with contempt. They will know that I am the Lord God. Thus says the Lord God, when I gather the house of Israel from the peoples among whom they are scattered and manifest my holiness in them in the sight of the nations, then they shall dwell in their own land that I gave to my servant Jacob, and they shall dwell securely in it. And they shall build houses and plant vineyards. They shall dwell securely when I execute judgments upon all their neighbors who have treated them with contempt. Then they will know that I am the Lord their God. Chapter 29. In the tenth year, in the tenth month, on the twelfth day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, set your face against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and prophesy against him and against all Egypt. Speak and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, Pharaoh, king of Egypt. The great dragon that lies in the midst of his streams that says, My Nile is my own. I made it for myself. I will put hooks in your jaws and make the fish of your streams stick to your scales. And I will draw you up out of the midst of your streams with all the fish of your streams that stick to your scales. And I will cast you out into the wilderness, you and all the fish of your streams. You shall fall on the open field and not be brought together or gathered. To the beasts of the earth and to the birds of the heavens, I give you as food. Then all the inhabitants of Egypt shall know that I am the Lord. Because you have been a staff of reed of the house of Israel, when they grasped you with the hand, you broke and tore all their shoulders. And when they leaned on you, you broke and made all their loins to shake. 
Therefore thus is the Lord God. Behold, I will bring a sword upon you, and I will cut from you man and beast, and the land of Egypt shall be a desolation and a waste. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Because you said, The Nile is mine, and I made it, therefore, behold, I am against you and against your streams, and I will make the land of Egypt an utter waste and desolation, from Migdal to Syene, as far as the border of Cush. No foot of man shall pass through it, and no foot of beast shall pass through it, and it shall be uninhabited forty years. And I will make the land of Egypt a desolation in the midst of the desolated countries, and her cities shall be a desolation forty years among the cities that are laid waste. I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations, and disperse them through the countries. For thus says the Lord God, At the end of forty years I will gather the Egyptians from the peoples among whom they were scattered, and I will restore the fortunes of Egypt and bring them back to the land of Pathros, the land of their origin, and there shall be a lowly kingdom." It shall be the most lowly of kingdoms, and never again exalt itself above the nations. And I will make them so small that they will never again rule over the nations. And it shall never again be the reliance of the house of Israel, recalling their iniquity, when they turn to them for aid. Then they will know that I am the Lord God. In the twenty-seventh year, in the first month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, made his army labor against Tyre. Every head was made bald, and every shoulder was rubbed bare, yet neither he nor his army got anything from Tyre to pay for the labor that was performed against her. Therefore thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will give the land of Egypt to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he shall carry off his wealth, and despoil it and plunder it, and it shall be the wages for his army." I have given him the land of Egypt as his payment for which he labored, because they worked for me, declares the Lord God. On that day I will cause a horn to spring up for the house of Israel, and I will open your lips among them. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Chapter 30 The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, prophesy and say, Thus says the Lord God, Wail, alas for the day, for the day is near, the day of the Lord is near. It will be a day of clouds a time of doom for the nations. A sword shall come up upon Egypt, and a anguish shall be in Cush, when the slain fall in Egypt, and her wealth is carried away, and her foundations are torn down. Cush, and Put, and Lud, and all of Arabia and Libya, and all the people in the land that is in the league, shall fall with them by the sword. Thus says the Lord, Those who support Egypt shall fall, and her proud might shall come down, from Migdal to Syene, they shall fall within her by the sword, declares the Lord God. And they shall be desolated in the midst of the desolated countries, and their cities shall be in the midst of cities that are laid waste. Then they will know that I am the Lord, when I have set fire to Egypt, and all her helpers are broken. On that day messengers shall go out from me in ships to terrify the unsuspecting people of Cush, and an anguish shall come upon them on the day of Egypt's doom. For behold, it comes. Thus says the Lord God, I will put an end to the wealth of Egypt by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. He and his people with him, the most ruthless of nations, shall be brought in to destroy the land, and they shall draw their swords against Egypt and fill the land with the slain. And I will dry up the Nile and will sell the land into the hand of evildoers. I will bring desolation upon the land and everything in it by the hand of foreigners. I am the Lord. I have spoken. Thus says the Lord God, I will destroy the idols and put an end to the images in Memphis. There shall no longer be a prince from the land of Egypt. 
So I will put fear in the land of Egypt. I will make Pathros a desolation, and I will set fire to Zone, and will execute judgments on Thebes. And I will pour out my wrath upon Pelusium, the stronghold of Egypt, and cut off the multitude of Thebes. And I will set fire to Egypt. Pelusium shall be in a great agony. Thebes shall be breached, and Memphis shall face enemies by the day. The young men of On and Pibaseth shall fall by the sword, and women shall go into captivity. At Taphanes the day shall be dark, when I break there the yoke of the bars of Egypt, and her proud might shall come to an end in her. She shall be covered by a cloud, and her daughters shall go into captivity. Thus I will execute judgments on Egypt. Then they will know that I am the Lord. In the eleventh year, in the first month, on the seventh day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, I have broken the arm of Pharaoh the king of Egypt, and behold, it has not been bound up to heal it by binding it with a bandage, so that it may become strong to wield the sword. Therefore thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against Pharaoh king of Egypt, and will break his arms, both the strong arm and the one that was broken, and I will make the sword fall on his hand. I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations and disperse them through the countries, and I will strengthen the arms of the king of Babylon and put my sword in his hand. But I will break the arms of Pharaoh, and he will groan before him like a man mortally wounded. I will strengthen the arms of the king of Babylon, but the arms of Pharaoh shall fall. Then they shall know that I am the Lord, when I put my sword into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he stretches it out against the land of Egypt. And I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations, and disperse them throughout the countries. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Chapter 31 In the eleventh year, in the third month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, say to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and to his multitude, Whom are you like in your greatness? Behold, Assyria was a cedar in Lebanon, with beautiful branches and forest shade, and of towering height, its top among the clouds. The waters nourished it, the deep made it grow tall, making its rivers flow around the place of its planting, sending forth its streams to all the trees of the field. So it towered high above the trees of the field, its boughs grew large and its branches long, from the abundant waters in its shoots. All the birds in the heavens made their nests in its bows. Under its branches all the beasts of the field gave birth to their young, and under its shadow lived the great nations. It was beautiful in its greatness, in the length of its branches, for its roots went down to abundant waters. The cedars in the garden of God could not rival it, nor the fir trees equal its bows. Neither were the plane trees like its branches. No tree in the garden of God was its equal in beauty. I made it beautiful in the mass of its branches, and all the trees of Eden envied it, that they were in the garden of God. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because it towered high and set its top among the clouds, and its heart was proud of its height, I will give it into the hand of the mighty one of the nations. He shall surely deal with it as wickedness deserves. I have cast it out. Foreigners, the most ruthless of nations, have cut it down and left it. On the mountains and in the valleys its branches have fallen, and its bows have been broken in all the ravines of the land, and all the peoples of the earth have gone away from its shadow and left it. On its fallen trunk dwell all the birds of the heavens, and all the branches of the beasts of the field. All this in order that no trees by the waters may grow to towering height, or set their tops among the clouds, and that no trees that drink water may reach up to them in height. For they are all given over to death, to the world below, among the children of man, with those who go down to the pit. Thus says the Lord God, On the day the cedar went down to Sheol, I caused mourning. I and many waters were stopped. I clothed Lebanon in gloom for it, and all the trees of the field fainted because of it. 
I made the nations quake at the sound of its fall, when I cast it down to Sheol with those who go down to the pit. And the trees of Eden, the choice, and the best of Lebanon, all that drink water, were comforted in the world below. They also went down to Sheol with it, to those who are slain by the sword, yes, those who were its arm, who lived under its shadow among the nations. Whom are you thus like in the glory and the greatness among the trees of Eden? You shall be brought down with the trees of Eden to the world below. You shall lie among the uncircumcised with those who are slain by the sword. This is Pharaoh and all his multitude, declares the Lord God. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.